So let's get right into it. The Mets dominate the Atlanta Braves to take the series in Atlanta 2-1. Great series by the Mets. But first, I want to start this off by saying quick shout out to all the Atlanta Braves fans because they talked a lot of shit. They talked a lot of shit leading up to this series, including some of their players. And I think right now, they have nothing to say. So shout out to them for possibly waking up a beast. Shout out to them for, you know, us Mets fans having a little fun on Twitter and, you know, bringing up these uh, old tweets, recent tweets that, you know, they were the better team. Obviously, they were not. The name of this episode is the Mets dominate the Braves. Because I truly think they dominated the Braves. Uh, from the very first game with Max Scherzer on the mound. Pretty much mowing down that Atlanta Braves offense lineup. That I don't think is very good. Um, you know that first game really set the tone for this series. Uh, it's really a shame that we couldn't win game two. Because David Peterson pitched an excellent game and you know just happened to give up a home run at a bad time but I mean he, he pitched really well he's pitching great these past three four five starts of his um, obviously we lost game two by the same score that we won game one four to one and then we come back Wednesday afternoon in Atlanta and we win seven to three behind Chris Bassett and another good start by our starting pitching. Look, our starting pitching <laughs> has really done better than I expected. Um, you know, going into the season, I didn't have much confidence. Obviously, you know, with DeGrom and Scherzer up top. Um, sometimes it's all the confidence you need. But the back end of the bullpen, I wasn't really too sure what they were going to do. Um, but they've all stepped up. I mean, Carrasco... Walker, of course, uh, Peterson here recently, Bassett pitching a lot better. So the starting pitching really deserves a lot of props for how they have been keeping us in games. Obviously, the one uh, thing that sticks out with this Mets team is is the lineup. Not all of the lineup, but the bottom of the lineup. It's just not very good. We'll go over some numbers here in a bit. But look, this was a series that the Mets, I'm not going to say we needed to have. Uh, you know, like after game one, I recorded an episode when we beat the uh, Braves 4-1 to with Diaz saving it in the ninth. You know, we didn't win the division, okay? We didn't win anything. We just won another series on our schedule. But this was... This was a, a series that really showed what the Mets are capable of. And it really showed what the Mets have been doing all season long. Um, down two All-Stars with McNeil and Marte. Down your primary catcher, which you know, we're not getting a lot of production from McCann, but he is our primary catcher. We didn't have him. Uh, we don't have DeGrom. We don't have McGill. We don't have Trevor May. I mean... We went into Atlanta, not playing great, right? 
ever since the Padres series, right? We got swept by the, the Astros. We end up splitting with the Marlins this last series. So we haven't been playing great baseball collectively. Like the pitching is there. The bullpen is shaky, aside from Diaz and Holderman, Adovino. And then the lineup is just not, it's not clicking. So to go into Atlanta and take this series 2-1 to one, um, and pretty much dominate. I think we dominated it. Like the Braves lineup is not that great as it's shown to be against teams like the Reds, the Pirates, and the Nationals and all that shit. When you look at the Braves lineup, all right, National League ranks, Austin Riley is fourth with 100 strikeouts. Dansby Swanson, also 100 strikeouts. Adam Duval, fifth with 98 strikeouts. Those are three guys in the top five with, you know, with a bunch of strikeouts. So I don't think the Braves are that imposing when it comes to the lineup. I think their starting pitching is all right. Their bullpen is not going to duplicate what they did last season. But their starting pitching is good, right? But we were, in game one, we were super patient with Max uh, Max Freed. He gave up five hits, five walks. He was around the plate a lot. And we were really patient with him. Um, you know, the Mets do, the Mets did what the Mets have been doing and that's putting the ball in play not striking out and making things happen and that's what they did against uh max and then against strider um you know i was hoping we were a little more aggressive because he likes to throw that fastball a lot it's his primary pitch he doesn't have many many pitches that he throws and you know we were able to walk three times and get five hits off him we didn't score any runs but uh, you know, we definitely made him work. He threw a hundred, a hundred and something pitches in like five innings. So we really made him work. And then, you know, Wednesday in game three, the rubber match, we knocked, uh, we knocked around Morton, you know, um, six hits off of him. We walked three times, hit three home runs, Lindor, Canna, es Escobar. So the Mets really stepped up to put kind of an exclamation point on this series, and in the standings a little bit. Now we head to Chicago, four games. I, I tweeted out a poll uh, last week, and I think it started with the with the Red series. It went Reds, Marlins, uh, Braves, and Cubs, 14 games. I want to see 9-5 and five. at the time. That's, that's what I said. I would be very satisfied going into the All-Star game, being 9-5, and five, we have a huge chance um, <clears throat> to, you know, sweep the Cubs because let's be honest, the Cubs are not a very good team, but I'd be satisfied with, with three out of four. And that would put us right at, <clears throat> that would put us right at nine and five, I believe. So, you know, I'll be more than happy going into the All-Star break being, you know, four and a half games up, maybe five, depending what the what the Braves do. So, you know, it's um, the Mets are a good team. I've said it before. And 
you know, we have we don't have everybody. It's it's insane to think that we don't have all of our players, key players, by the way. Okay, like we we've been missing some really important players. We haven't been missing, uh, you know, the twenty sixth, twenty fifth, twenty fourth guy on the roster. We're missing our main guys, uh, throughout the you know parts of the season. So, um, you know, I look forward to us getting some rest and then getting the ground back. Hopefully, we get McGill. Uh, sometime, I don't know, I, I don't know what his projected return date is, maybe late August, uh, sometime in September, but I mean, that'll be, that'll be a shot in the arm too, so things are looking good for us, um, you know, the bullpen still needs to be addressed because, again, outside of Edwin Diaz and Holderman, we're not getting a lot of, um, shut down innings pretty much from our from our relievers and that's what you want right like drew smith is money uh you know if there's a prop bet um to bet on him giving up a home run take it uh he's second in the majors in home runs allowed amongst relief pitchers with eight so that's a high number uh lugo's not pitching well his era is close to four the guy just can't You know, I tweeted out a while back. It might have been in the middle of last season. I don't know. But Lugo, his tenure with the Mets should be absolutely expired after this season. Okay? I almost dare to say right now. But there's no way we can bring this guy back. I really think... and I don't think he's a bad pitcher. But I I honestly believe... And I, 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 I believe this when I tweeted it out. Um, I think we messed Lugo up. Like there was a point in, I, I forget what season, 2020, the shortened season, or maybe last year, like we didn't know what we wanted this guy to be. We would have him pitching out of the pen. Then he starts. And then there was talk before the season about, you know, what they were going to do with Lugo. Uh, so I, I just think the guy needs a fresh start for the sake of his career, he needs to go somewhere else where he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be himself, I guess, because it, it's just it hasn't worked out in Queens for Seth Lugo, and that's okay, right? It doesn't always work out for everybody everywhere. So, I think for the Mets and for Lugo, it's best just to split and call it a day. Um, but yeah, you know, the other thing besides the bullpen is the bottom of the lineup. I'm gonna go through some names here and some numbers, and it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like we we're getting absolutely no production from the bottom of the lineup. Dom Smith batting 198, Escobar batting 217, Nitto uh, batting 211, Mazika batting 176, Jankowski batting 176, J.D. Davis batting 240. Okay, not too bad. McCann batting 183. Combined. Those seven hitters combined are batting 200. And then those are all bottom of the lineup guys, right? They're batting sixth and down, okay? And then you got Guillaume and Canna. Guillaume is batting 308, Canna 273, combined 290. So, you know, it's it's terrible that the, I mean, it's, Terrible and amazing. Terrible what the kind of production that we're getting out of the bottom of the lineup. But it's pretty amazing that we are where we are. First in the standings. One of the better teams in the National League. 
top five in the majors, top six, whatever. And we're getting this production out of these guys. I mean, that really needs to be addressed. Like, I'm more concerned about that because, uh, you know, when in, in the playoffs, we can't have sure outs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go in there. Like, other teams can't, can't throw out a pitcher or, you know, make a call to the bullpen and not be concerned. <clears throat> like, they don't have to throw out their best bullpen guy because we got fucking, uh, you know, Dom Smith coming up batting 198. Like, nobody's scared of that. Nobody's scared of none of those guys. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that really needs to be addressed ASAP at the trade deadline. I would prioritize uh, DH over the bullpen. I mean, they both are, you know, top of the list. I guess 1A, 1B, if you want to say. But, you know, the name of the game is, uh, you know, when you look at the Mets team, right, we, we're, we're very top-heavy in pitching as far as starting pitching we got peterson who we can slide to the bullpen uh give us some long relief we you know we have a couple of guys that can you know if they get into a, a rhythm and they can get into a high streak like out of vino obviously we know what we're going to get out of edwin diaz hold them in um you know drew smith uh, he's got his issues but he can be good i don't think tommy hunter's an, an answer so when you have guys uh, starting pitching that can go deep into games, you don't have to utilize your your, your bullpen as much. So that's why I kind of prioritize prioritize the DH and that bottom of the lineup. Like that, that just we can't have that, man. We cannot have that. Um, Escobar is <clears throat> actually on pace for anywhere between seventeen to twenty home runs. Believe it or not, he's got ten home runs. I just looked it up and I didn't realize he had ten home runs. So he's on pace. For somewhere around 17 to 20 home runs, he had a pretty good series. Went 3 for, three for 12. I mean, it, it was all right. He's still batting 217 on the season. I really think Escobar could be our guy off the bench. McNeil comes back. Obviously, you put him at second base. Guillaume, you got to keep his glove and you got to keep his bat every day. So you slide him to third. And you take Escobar and you put him on... on um, you put him off the bench. He he does well when he bats lefty. So obviously there's not a bunch of left-handed relievers out there, right? You're gonna most of the time you you're gonna get a righty. So I, I really think Escobar would thrive a little better. Um even though the batting average is not too high, I think he would he would do better coming off the bench. Like being that <clears throat> that guy off the bench that can get that that hit. He just he just has to learn how to hit with runners in scoring position because I think that number is way, way lower than his, his batting average. Um, so, you know, that's that's another thing, right? Like your guy off the bench usually, you know, comes in and pinch hits with, with runners on and he's not doing that that part very well. But I think Escobar needs to go to the bench. You, you got to keep Guillaume on the field, in the lineup. Um, so, you know, excited to get some guys back here in the, in the coming days. I think we get Marte and McNeil back for the Cubs series, DeGrom, uh, he's going to have his third minor league rehab outing here on Thursday. I think one more after that. So we'll see how that goes. He should do all right in the minors. If I had to guess, um, 
But look, other than that, I think Lindor's waking up a little bit. He's playing really well. On the field, he's improved quite a bit. I remember uh, Keith Hernandez, I think earlier this week, he mentioned he's not rushing his throws anymore. And I agree. In the beginning of the season, Lindor was kind of rushing his throws. And, um, you know, there's been a few times that Alonzo has saved him uh, at first base. But Lindor is starting to come around. Um, I, you know, hopefully he can continue this. He's He's doing great. I think when it comes to Lindor is what, you know, for me at least, for me personally, okay, I know you got people on Twitter and they're talking all crazy about Lindor. And, I, you know, I'm guilty of that sometimes. But I think with Lindor, the expectations are so high that we expect it every time. And, you know, it's hitting the baseball is hard already. But, you know, this is this is our guy. This is our three hundred and forty million dollar guy. So yeah, when he's he goes through a cold streak, yeah, he's gonna hear it. You know what I'm saying? But he's coming around now. T- speaking of cold streak, uh, Alonzo's definitely struggling. Okay, eight strikeouts in this series. He really needs to come around. Um, he he just hasn't had a good stretch here in the last uh, two weeks. Maybe you know he'll he'll hit a bomb, but he just Hasn't done much else after that. He's still got a good, um, you know, he's still on pace for, you know, somewhere around 37, 40, 42 home runs maybe. I I don't like that he's in the home run derby, by the way. I don't like that three years in a row. Um, but maybe the home run derby allows him to uh, I don't know, find his groove or something. I don't know. But I, I'm not a fan of it. <clears throat> Not a fan of Alonzo being in the home run derby. So, look, I expect a sweep of the Cubs. I'll take three out of four. But I'm feeling pretty good here about the Mets going into the All-Star break. A much-needed break, you know. It gives gives the guys a chance to just hang out and not go through their, you know, normal routines that they go through six months out of the year. Um, you know, catch up with friends and families and former teammates or whatever. So this is a good time to reset and really come out of, uh, you know, in the second half strong because I think we we start off with the Padres. Then I think we got a series with the Yankees, which, by the way, that series with the Yankees, I would love to have DeGrom and Scherzer. It's a two-game set. Uh, I would love to have DeGrom and Scherzer go against the Yankees in that first series. We'll see. We'll see how the um, how the pitching matchups line up for that series. But we're gonna have to come out strong. You know, Padres are you know they're a good team. We already played them. They already beat us. We play the Yankees. The Yankees are a good team. So you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we we go into this uh, All Star break on a nice win streak, maybe. So. Listen, if you guys are enjoying listening, I appreciate it. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Sports. Make sure you like, subscribe, and uh, you know, leave a comment. Let me know what you guys like. Let me know what you guys think about the Mets. You know, like real talk. Let me know what you think about the Mets because um, the Mets are a good team. They're a good team. Okay, and I think we're really. We're, we're two pieces away. We're a strong reliever and we're a, a big bat away from being a really good team and maybe even a top team in the National League, which we might already be. So we'll see. 
how the Mets end off this first half of the season. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll probably do something after the Cubs series or recaps uh, the first half or something along those lines. But thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you.